Well, I mean, we have to get on the record that you we just had to delay the start of our episode because Karen couldn't figure out the fucking TV. Yep. Yep. So, thanks, Karen. Yep. <laughs> I don't even think she's listened to the podcast anymore since Paul left anyway, so I don't think it matters, like, one way or the other. It's totally yeah, that's true. She doesn't care about me, and she gets enough of you as it fucking is, so. Yep. <laughs> Basically. So, like, why would she listen to this shit? Exactly. Right? <laughs> I told her Christy was going to be on this week. She's like, oh, that, that sounds like fun. And I was like... Of course it does, because it's <laughs> not me and Tim, I guess. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> but this week, it is you and Tim. So welcome, yeah, back. Man. welcome back to our listeners to Dance Robot Dance. Uh, this is our 222nd episode of our weekly podcast, where we talk about all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not-safe-for-work point of view. I'm Tim. I'm going to be hosting this week. And with me, I've got Mark coming from St. Catharines, Ontario. Yes, I am in St. Catharines. Wait, I did this joke already. Yeah, hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> and yeah, as Mark just alluded to, uh, we were going to have Christy on the podcast this week, but she did not actually flake. Nope. It was nope. <laughs> it was a scheduling error, again, due to Karen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so she's actually going to be on next week, and uh, so we're excited to have her on. But this week, we're going to... Mark and I are basically avoiding watching the final fucking presidential debate to talk about something fun instead. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could sit through a whole one of those right now. No. Like the the postmortems are generally raise my blood pressure enough. <laughs> so I this is better. The only reason I'm better. somewhat curious this time is because I want to know how they address the fucking Rudy Giuliani thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm like almost willing to go see Borat, which I like oh, just have no interest in whatsoever I'm but like gonna watch it <laughs> but i need to see that now just for that i mean i've seen the footage already because it's all over the fucking internet but like yeah. yeah yeah there was nothing like that i needed to see less this week than <laughs> rudy giuliani fucking plays and plays and tr- playing fucking pocket pool yeah basically <laughs> watching rudy giuliani reach into his fucking pants you know like i need to see 900 year old skeletor rudy, rudy giuliani <laughs> playing with his dick his that's bat, bat boy oh <laughs> he does kind of look like bat boy grown adult, up eh? adult bat boy oh that that joke's been going around for ages yeah elderly bat boy yeah i remember yeah. like when he first started like becoming like the enemy of everybody <laughs> again <laughs> after 9-11 when he was america's mayor for 15 seconds and then he fucked it up because he's an idiot how do you fuck that up well i mean you joined the trump administration yeah. apparently Basically. so yeah anyways we're not talking about that this week um, yeah we're going to talk about yeah. something a lot more fun and definitely more seasonal but before we do that we'll get into this week's news first off uh, we need to issue a rare retraction we're usually pretty careful about the news that we share with y'all but this time we got something wrong because like everybody got it wrong oh yeah the uh the tatiana thing yeah. for like the she hulk <laughs> thing yeah yeah i yeah. still think i still think that's horseshit i still think she's coming aboard <laughs> why would mark ruffalo tweet why would mark ruffalo lie to us guys i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know that uh mark ruffalo's in on like kevin feige's like weekly planning calls for the mcu or whatever Maybe he should be, because he tends to just fucking seem to spout his mouth off about everything anyway. So, like, maybe they should keep him in the loop. Wasn't he the one that that live-streamed the Thor Ragnarok premiere from his pocket accident? Well, there was was that, and there's also the fact that, like, he was in an interview right before Infinity War and was like, everybody dies! And, like, he's sitting there with uh, Rhodey. Don Cheadle. Don Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Oh, my God. How do we forget (laughs) Don Cheadle? Either way, Don Cheadle turns to fucking Ruffalo and was like, dude, you can't just say that, because, like... 
spoilers <laughs> like <laughs> exactly so i don't know maybe ruffalo doesn't need to be involved but either way yeah yes so th- there you know the this disney plus uh she hulk series that is in development uh there was an announcement that tatiana maslani from orphan black was going to be starring in that series as uh as she hulk but now tatiana maslani has gone on the record and said like no that's actually not a thing well, I mean, like, since they canceled Glow, which we have not discussed either, the Allison Brie rumors have been recirculating again, so... Oh, I'd, I'd be down for that, too. I mean, like, I'm down for either of them to play She-Hulk, but, like, yeah, Allison Brie would be... I mean, I'm not going to say preferred, but I would enjoy it more, probably. <laughs> so... Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what actually ends up happening with that series. Maybe we'll eat our words again, and, and it is real, and this is just a, a feint or whatever, but who knows? On the, well, kind of the other side of the aisle, there's, uh, uh, we heard back in August at the first DC fandom event that DC is going to start putting out movies and media related to like a milestone shared universe uh, from the milestone, like family of characters. And this week we found out that Michael B. Jordan, who played Killmonger in Black Panther, is his production company is producing the Static Shock movie. So it's his production company is called Outlier Society. And and, I mean, that gives me massive fucking faith in that Static Shock movie for sure. Yeah, man, uh, that I like the Static Shock character, so I'm kind of on board for them doing that yeah it's just a cool character design i think and it's it's one unlike you know the fucking like dudes and tights kind of idea i think it's one that'll really easily translate to live action yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i've been i've I've been thinking they should be doing static shock live action for fucking years i don't know why they haven't yeah and there's a lot of other really cool characters in that milestone universe Mm -hmm. tap into and and i think could do some really cool stuff with and i think they'll have a lot more creative freedom to do shit with because people like they're not quite as like um beholden to you know a, yeah. a fucking like four generations of fandom or whatever kind of thing you know they'll yep so yeah i'm definitely that should be pretty cool let's see star trek discovery got a fourth season renewal not fucking surprising at all i still haven't started watching this season i need to was the second episode was today uh i haven't watched it yet but i would assume yeah. so yeah, because they're coming out on. Yeah, Thursday. it's Thursdays. Yeah, everything. I think Star Trek is basically Thursdays now because that was Lord Dex too. Right. Uh, I mean, I'll get to it eventually. Like I'm watching it because it's Star Trek, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's there. Let's see. So I think we've talked before. Oh, I know we've talked about there being a Battlestar Galactica TV show reboot, but there's also been a movie that's been in like development hell for like seven years. And Simon Kinberg, who directed a bunch of the X-Men movies, is going to be apparently directing this uh, Battlestar Galactica movie. If it oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, we just saw. Did we re- did we review Dark Phoenix? I'm blocking it from my memory. We did. But like he, oh no let's not do that let's get all these brian singer associated folks just the fuck out of the business yeah for, entirely like just, yes just, just entirely <laughs> yeah let's just get rid of them like i'm assuming like he must have made a fair much like amount of scratch to direct the fucking worst x-men movie ever put the <laughs> film so like just get the fuck out of here already and stop inflicting your horse shit on the rest of us let somebody else have a turn at inflicting their horse shit on the rest of us Speaking of horseshit getting inflicted on us, apparently Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah, which is like... (laughs) I just... I keep like... There's some bits of news about this that I'm like, that actually sounds kind of interesting. And there's some like this, and I'm like, nah, why? Really? 
they're putting what are they doing with this movie like i don't i don't know i mean to make it like four hours or whatever there's you know a a bunch of shit they're gonna have to shove back into it but who needs this to be i don't even need this to be four hours like i oh (sighs) fine fine you know what i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be so fucking like interesting that's the only word i can use to describe yeah i guess is to see what the fuck this actually is when it comes out well, so far, 2020 hasn't made me start taking heroin, but like, I mean, <laughs> there's a first fucking time for everything, I guess. So, <laughs> This one I'm actually kind of pumped about. Tim Burton wants to reboot the uh, Adams Family in a live action TV show. And I'm fucking all about that. Like Adams Family with a Tim Burton vibe on top of it, like fits perfectly. I don't I don't want Johnny Depp as Gomez as Gomez, though. Yeah. The one that so. I've seen like uh, going around the internet is like people saying like you need to put Christina Ricci as Morticia now. Yes, because she I did agree. like that photo shoot in the Morticia dress like years yeah. ago, and it was like perfect. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. can give me that right away. Yeah, they've got. I like the cast they, because they're doing a sequel to that animated movie that came out last year. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I need. I, mean, I should probably watch that. It's like part of my Halloween viewing. You totally should. Yeah, I enjoyed the the first one. So like that cast is excellent too. Like not all of them would fit perfectly, but like who was it is the who was Gomez in that animated movie? Uh, um, Oscar Isaac, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which honestly, would he not just work as Gomez? Period. Yeah. Like, just yeah, cast him as action, Gomez for sure. And I think it's and I think it's Charlize was the. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know if I trust her in a live action. Maybe. I mean, she did Free Rosa. She can do fucking anything. I, I'd put her. I'd cast her. For also, I like to see her in that dress. But like, that's just personal <laughs> opinion. So yeah, that's yeah, that's for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if they can get Christina Ricci and do that, I mean, anybody at this point, just do it. I don't. I'm indifferent to the Tim Burton of all of this. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I think you're going to be even more indifferent to the showrunners and main writers who are Alfred Gow and Miles Millar, the Smallville guys. Oh, man. <laughs> everybody gets to like 900 chances to do horse shit you know what i mean like it's so hard to break in but once you're in hey smallville was popular shit at the time but it, I, we've that's had true this discussion before it's because there wasn't anything else to fucking watch yeah. at that time for yeah. people like us that were looking for that kind of content so. well there was it was called buffy we had buffy back then actually supernatural probably more in that one like, season of uh, birds of prey yeah, we don't talk about that either. So, well played, Tim. Hey, we up. we got we got it back in January. Can you believe that that fucking Christ on Infinite Earth crossover was only January? Does that not feel like three years ago at this point? Yeah, I was just thinking like that Harley Quinn movie came out like this year, right? And it like <laughs> for some reason that feels like it was 2016. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! Something that uh, it, one of Mark's favorite franchises is finally going to be coming to an end, but not before two more movies. There are two more. The Fast and the Furious is going to end with its ninth and tenth installations. I mean, I mean the the main series will end. There will yes. be infinite spinoffs Hobbs of this. Sean, hey man, I like the Hobbs and Shaw movie. It was dumb, but it was entertaining. <laughs> and that, to be fair, is kind of all of the Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, I could see this. I don't want to watch Vin Diesel anymore like i'm perfectly happy to call this a day on those (laughs) movies and like let the rock go do some other franchise like more dc movies or a dc movie yeah since that he's been threatening to do for like a decade and a half so like just do one at this point 
Dwayne, before you, you're 300 years old or your president, who knows at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, at the, by the time it's finished, it's going to have spanned more than 20 years because the first one was fucking 2001. Yep. So yeah. Kind of crazy. I was working at the movie theater when that piece of shit came out. That first one came out. That movie is terrible, but like, again, kind of fun. So yeah, I don't know. There's something else is ending, but you know, it, I don't even, it, it barely lasted fucking 20 days, let alone 20 years. Queeby is finally dying. That stupid fucking, like the dumbest ah. idea ever for a streaming platform is finally coming to an end. And I saw some shit today that was like really damning that said like one of the reasons that they decided to do like these little, the 11, little 11 minute episodes was yeah. basically Get away from f- the unions fuck over union writers so that they yeah. could pay writers whatever the fuck they want because if it's short form you know if, if i think it's 12 anything above 12 minutes you have to hire a union worker or union yep. writer for if it's under yep. that you can hire anybody you fucking want and, yeah. pay, and pay them whatever the fuck you want which is i mean there are so many reasons why Queeby like should not have succeeded and did not succeed and that's definitely one of them yeah it's also why they, they were they were uh they were trying to figure out how to shoot outside the US and the guild laws in Canada wouldn't allow for that kind of tomfuckery, I guess. So they couldn't shoot up here cheaply. Yeah. So that was the other problem they were having. So, yeah. Oh, well you fuck over your creative staff. Yeah. I'm glad you're dead. So it'll be interesting to see like if what they do with that content, like if they end up dumping it onto, you know, selling the, the little bits and pieces of it. Cause there's like some top talent on there that were making content for it. And so yeah, like I was like vaguely interested in seeing, I wonder if they'll like sell it to Amazon or Netflix or something. like yeah, that. Yeah. I'd, I'd bet you somebody with deep pockets will pick it up and throw it on their streaming service to like buff it there offerings at this point because like that's all this is now is just a like a a race a content war right like who's got the best shit for your streaming dollar basically so and like yeah it would be netflix or amazon it's not gonna be disney probably won't be apple so no definitely not disney oh well i mean i I think that there's probably some adult stuff on there that disney wouldn't want but but they have hulu so but it is it is like katzenberger and spielberg involved in kiwi and like they definitely have pretty big ties to uh disney so i don't know we'll see uh speaking of disney the last piece of news that i had for the week is that disney plus has added content warnings for some of its old movies with questionable content things like the crows in dumbo that were definitely one of them was definitely called jim crow and the like really fucking offensive native people in peter pan and shit like that so now there's like content they haven't like edited the movies it's just like content warnings at the start saying like this film contains like depictions that at the time were considered acceptable but by today's standards are you know considered not yeah are are, you know are are definitely negative connotation or negative stereotypes of certain races and so which i mean they've been doing that for ages they did that back on the disney treasures dvds when they were like released a bunch of those or like the complete collections of their old uh like little animated shorts with mickey and donald and the gang so i'm glad they're doing that with this now they just got a fucking release song of the south with the same goddamn thing just fucking pull that band-aid off i mean you're the only person who cares here so like oh no there's a lot of people oh no no no! i said right here right here i mean like between the two of us i'm (laughs) disney's racist horse shit can go into a fucking vault for all i care so (laughs) yeah uh that was everything i had did i miss anything no aside i mean we got a first look at tom holland as oh yeah 
as Nathan uh, Drake Nathan from that Uncharted movie. Yeah. And like he looks right, but like I still don't care particularly. Still so. a fucking video game movie. <laughs> yeah, like they got like, like those reviews are gonna have to be really good to get me to like go to a theater to see that. As much as I like Tom Holland, I dislike Mark Wahlberg in equal measure. So Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough one. So yeah, no, nothing else that I can think of. Okay. Then we can move on to our Geek of the Week, which is where we recount the nerdiest things we've done in the past week or so. So, Mark, what's your Geek of the Week? Star Wars Squadrons. I picked up the new Star Wars X-Wing TIE Fighter simulator thingy uh, for Xbox this week. It is... I always, I'm like, I'm, I'm very firmly of the belief that, like, Star Wars is doing its best work in video games and TV at this point. So, like... These this game is actually really good, and it like I like space dogfighting games, like I like Wing Commander and shit like that. So I was always on board for like even the old X Wing and Tie Fighter series. I used to play them whenever I had a PC that could run them, basically because they were dopes. And uh, this is a lot of fun. It's a little floaty and weird feeling, like kind of arcadey, but it's a console game, so like I can forgive some shit. The multiplayer is insane. People love committing suicide in this game. They're all about taking their X-wing. <laughs> I heard and the flying. people are driving it right through the flight decks on the yeah. Star Destroyers, just like <laughs> crashing Star Destroyers and shit. It's fucking and what it, like shit happens. Like fucking ships blow up, and it's it's very impressive. Like it looks really cool, but at the same time, it's like I was just, I was having fun dogfighting, and all of a sudden, like the Star Destroyer that I'm like <laughs> strafing just explodes in front of me, and I'm like, ah, shit! Somebody fucking <laughs> suicided. Somebody died. Yeah. Who died? Because they just took me out too. Because the ship blows up next to me, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Don't well, tell can't... me. Don't tell me you haven't tried it. Oh uh, yeah, I did it once, just <laughs> once. I was on the other side though. I took down a, a rebel ship because fuck them. You know, <laughs> I'm all about those Nazi whatever uh, Im- okay. Imperials kind of thing. So what, yeah, what are, are you playing on PC on console? Xbox, Xbox. Yeah, so I'm playing on Xbox right now. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stay Xbox next gen, but like they are definitely making moves that make me want to pick another one up so we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah if you if you get the, if you have the means and it is available for pc so if you have the, a machine that will run it i definitely recommend giving it a shot it looks amazing like that's the my biggest takeaway at first is like when you get into the cockpit and you're flying like the ships are fucking huge and highly detailed and you're like strafing along the surface of them and stuff right like dogfighting and shit and it's like these things are fucking huge and it's very cool to be flying between all these big capital ships and one of those little fighters. Yeah. And it all kind of like work physically properly and stuff like that. I was like, this is, I'm having a good time with it. So nice. cool. yeah. Yeah. Wish I could come over and play it, but I can't. Yeah. COVID is bullshit. My geek of the week this week is, uh, I started catching up as part of my Halloween viewing on, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So it's in its like it's just started its sixth season, uh, but I'm still back in like midway through the four. Or I I paused. I stalled out on it like partway through the fourth season. And going back now, I'm like kind of wondering why I stalled out on it because like it might just be that it's the Halloween season. But I've been getting really into it again. Like it's got some very different takes and presents the uh, characters with some very different kind of challenges than the main walking dead series does. And I mean, I still just fucking love watching like hordes of Kirkman style zombies shambling around. It's just something I can do almost endlessly. So yeah, I watched uh, night of the living dead and a couple of the sequels 
and some of the you know not so great sequels also <laughs> this week and zombie mode a little bit this week too like i did Shaun of the dead also just because nice. that's how i i always end my zombie watching with Shaun of the dead because yeah it takes the piss out of the entire scenario at that point and i'm like i'm having a good time but yeah so yeah yeah I mean, there's, I was, uh, I was kind of trying to, uh, oh, my brain not working anymore. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you were going to say Lovecraft Country that you'd started that because I want to. No, I do still want to get through that. Yeah. I don't think you and I need to review it because there's no fucking point to white guys reviewing it, but it is really good and you'd enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I, it sounds to me from what I've heard online, like it started out really strong and then like had a it couple of even spots and then it finished pretty strong. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still in the episodes where things feel a little uneven. Like I'm kind of in like the five, six, seven. I think I was at episode seven last time I stopped and it was still kind of like, oh, these are not as strong as what they were getting to before. But I saw the reviews for like nine and ten specifically. And they were like, this is fucking insane. I was like, great. Thank God. Like they they, they at least fucking landed it properly. So nice. But I've been like, I've enjoyed pretty much every episode, even if some of it's like leaning into that David Lynch, I'm not really sure what the fuck I actually just watched kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But again, that's my kind of shit anyway. So your, your mileage may vary. I like some of that kind of, I mean, I like David Lynch kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, then we can move on to our meat of the episode. Bloody demon meat. So much nasty, <laughs> nasty meat in this, too. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. Uh, so this week we are talking about the uh, 1981 Sam Raimi Splatterfest, The Evil Dead. Or Evil Dead, depending on your preference. Yeah, if you're nasty, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Or Book of the Dead, which was the original name, or like how... I think it's like like Ghost House or some shit like that in Europe too, like early on, like before. I don't know. Like huh. it has a, a bunch of different. Has been released under a couple of different titles in different regions. But yes, yeah. the Evil Dead. Yeah. So this is this is the movie that's as old as Mark and I are. It is Sam Raimi's second feature film ever, uh, and has since gained cult status. It's gone on to spawn a franchise, four feature films, um, and another one in development, TV series with three seasons, a ridiculous fucking musical that I haven't seen, but I know some people that have, and I really wish I'd got to see it, and a bunch of comics, and I think a couple of games. and A bunch of games, yeah. Yeah, so... So, before we get into the movie itself, uh, do you remember the first time you saw Evil Dead? I do, actually. So, I saw all three of the original Evil Dead trilogy on the same night. And my desperate need to fit in with my movie theater compatriots, back when I was the fresh, young-faced, 16-year-old scrub, (laughs) some of the other ushers were like, okay, we need to educate you on some, like, good movies and shit. Because, like, everything that was out in 1998, I want to say, was garbage. Like, re-release Star Wars and stuff, right? Um, So, like, they basically, like, we're come over and uh, we're, we'll smoke you out and we'll watch the evil dead trilogy basically. And we did, we stayed up all night and watched evil dead one, two and three. And uh, so I don't know, I can't remember who it was who did it because we got kind of bombed, but uh, Norton or Hammond, if you guys are listening, I don't remember which one of you it was specifically, but I know it was one of you two fuckers who made me sit through these movies. They're like my favorite of these like horror movies, basically. They're probably my favorite horror movies or whatever they actually are. I love the Evil Dead series and always have. Like, I read the comics when I see them and I play the games when they come out. And I watched every episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, like, <laughs> the the second I could. I loved that show. That show was fucking bananas. Yeah, show was fucking batshit. Like, um, yeah, these are annual rewatches for me. Like, we talked about it on an episode a couple weeks ago and probably is what spurred Tim to 
do use this as a kind of fallback when we had to reschedule <laughs> this week's episode. I was like, he knew I had just watched them because I watched them every year around this time. And that put the bug in me that I wanted to rewatch them because it's been yeah. a few years since I've rewatched them. So, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, no. So like I've gone and seen these at midnight screenings. I have a man crush on Bruce Campbell. That's <laughs> as big as all outdoors. I don't know. I love these fucking movies. So yeah, I've seen them. So the first time was definitely like in the, like in the nineties when I was in high school kind of thing, obviously way after they had been out like even army of darkness is what 92 i think 92 93 yeah yeah so but yeah i'd seen i saw all of them they probably watched them like on fucking vhs that night too like it wasn't even dvd oh, yeah. yet i don't think you know what i mean so we yeah. probably rent, rented them from fucking blockbuster i think i'm pretty sure that's, <laughs> that's how i first watched these movies too yeah. my, my first story is somewhat similar so for me i can't remember i know i've talked about my buddy adam before who was one of my best friends in high school and he was really into horror and i like was kind of like playing around with it i hadn't really got into it yet so he kind of gave me like his horror education i mean he's guys like a year older than me but like yeah had had a had like a big fucking movie collection and i think we did go to like blockbuster jumbo video or something like that and yep. and rented all three of these and uh just went and watched all three of them and in, in one shot one night and yeah like he was the guy that ultimately like really got me into horror movies and you know it was basically like okay these fucking movies are required viewing and and yeah i love them from the start they're just like fucking bonkers like ridiculous all kinds of crazy shit that like shouldn't work and does and oh man especially especially this one like this one is so like weirdly budget and like yeah it's very disjointed like it's obviously like they put this together on a shoestring and stuff like that and you can feel it while you're watching it but it doesn't fucking matter at all once you're like into it like you don't care at all it's just like a romp yeah this one's i mean it's funny that this became like a comedy series eventually basically right like by evil dead 2 it's like oh yeah we're, we're into schlock this one is like just it's it's a little bit more intense than i remember like every time i watch it i'm like oh yeah this one's like a straight horror movie the fun doesn't start till evil dead 2 kind of thing so <laughs> it is a weird one uh it's kind of like nightmare on elm street i found like it's yeah. it's a weird one to talk about the original without looking at sort of where it ends up because it just it evolves so much and doesn't really become it's like true self or whatever until at least the second until in this case the second movie for sure yeah yeah but i mean yeah so it's maybe at some point we'll talk about the other two movies as well because they're both fucking crazy too yeah i think if we're gonna we do this episode at some point probably like next halloween we'll end up doing evil dead 2 just because fucking evil dead 2 is i mean that's a fun movie just to watch period hopefully by then we can like get together and watch them get real baked first and fucking watch (laughs) evil dead 2 and army of darkness those are the two that i end up like kind of rewatching like over and over again like i'll put evil dead on when it's like it's halloween time and i'm gonna sit down and watch them Mm -hmm. i'm more prone to just being like if i want to watch one of these movies i'll just throw two on yeah or two and three because three is just just like (laughs) perfect just perfect schlock you know like just fantastically perfect schlock total fucking like b movie oh god it's fucking fantastic so but yeah i mean like you said you the some there's some of the story points and like tones and stuff like that that get ratcheted up and ratcheted down once you get into like the second and third movies that are very at very different levels on that sort of equal tone equalizer in this movie uh and then the ash that we get in this movie is is really like similar to Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street is like a proto Ash, right? Compared to what we get in Evil Dead 2, where 
Bruce Campbell gets his fucking chainsaw hand and his boomstick, and he's really fucking hamming it up and dropping catchphrases and yeah, man. groovies left and right and shit like that. So I, I, like, I was like, man, God damn it, I've gotten through this entire 85-minute movie, and he hasn't said groovy once. Wait, I always forget that. Why is this not the yeah. fun one? I want to watch the fun one now, yeah. uh, which means I'll probably end up watching Evil Dead 2 again tonight. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm a simple man, you know, I just want to watch fucking Ash kill deadites. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're both pretty big fans of these movies. So what is it that, what works for you in these movies? Uh, the, Bruce Campbell? In particular, yeah. Well, in this movie in particular, it's just, it's a fun schlock gore fest, basically. And like, it doesn't take itself particularly seriously. Some of the stuff needs to be cut a little bit, but like, you know, the tree rape's a little weird. <laughs> but like other than that like everything i mean it's just it's one of those movies that like inspired me to like eventually realize i probably should go into filmmaking or something like that probably too late kind of thing but like because if I think these guys can do this i'm like i could definitely do something like this <laughs> i love this shit so it's like an inspirational piece on top of everything else because like they made this for nothing it's like the clerk story just like with a good movie you know what i mean yeah or like a like crazy movie anyway yeah, and I don't know. It, it, a lot of it's Bruce Campbell. But it's what keeps me coming back to these two because I just love Ash. Like Ash is a character. He's barely a character, but he's also the <laughs> best character in yeah. some ways. Like it's totally such a weird level, but it's but that is what he, that character is. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. You know what I mean? And Bruce Campbell is fucking perfect for it. Like there's never been an actor better suited to a role in history than the than chin. Bruce Campbell as yeah yeah as the chin as Ash. <laughs> Like, never, ever has there been better casting. I can't think of it ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he's perfect as uh, as Ash. Even when so. they, like, keep bringing him back as, like, it's supposedly the exact same age. And, the like, the third movie is, like, ten yeah. years later. And yep. I'm still supposed to believe that this guy is, like, you know, like a fucking sophomore in college or some shit. Yeah. You know, he's, like, <laughs> obviously 40 and, like, the size of a house. Like, he's fucking giant by the third movie, too. Like, he's so shredded. I was yeah. like, just should have cast him as Superman. I don't think he could have hacked it, like, acting-wise. <laughs> but, like, he had he looked the part with that chin. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. These I just I just love these movies because they're just ridiculous schlock, like, from beginning to end. And it's yeah. so much fun. And it never, ever takes itself seriously. And, like, if you can do that and still be entertaining the entire time, I'm going to come back a million times. Especially if you have somebody as captivating to watch as Bruce Campbell. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it, this is a hard movie for me to pin down why I like it so much and why it works. It, this one in particular, because it's like such a weird. It's one of those like weird cinematic oddities because there's so many different elements that should not work together. Like if you were just to put them down on paper, you'd think, no, this is not. This is gonna be fucking yeah. horrible. There's no yeah. way this is gonna work. But Raimi manages to fucking pull it all together. Like the pacing is really wonky and non-traditional, but for some reason it fucking works in this because this movie is like 80% act three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're not wrong. It's definitely like it is all act three. I was trying to think like, is there anything else? No, it's been about 20 minutes introducing it. And then yeah, it just exactly. starts chopping each other to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, they give us, they give us almost no idea of who these people are, what their backgrounds are, but like, I don't fucking need it. It's, nope. it's fine. They're fodder, basically. You know, this isn't one of those horror movies that's like a think piece or whatever, or like a social commentary where I find out that these people are working through some past trauma as they like are being chased by a fucking like psych psycho killer or something like that. It's just 
some fucking idiot random college kids that are taking a trip in the woods and yeah. end up in the wrong fucking cabin. Yeah. I feel like horror could use more of that. Although, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm almost tired of, like, I like those things, PC, like, horror. Like, I've yeah, seen like the like, witch and hereditary and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, I'm on board. But at the same time, like, I love me some schlock. Like, blow some fucking heads up and shit. Yeah. So like, let's do this thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. And that's just it. This movie knows what it is and it fucking goes for it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't try to be anything more than it is. It's shot in fucking full screen for some goddamn reason. Well, it's like, yeah, it's, it's framed <laughs> up real fucking weird. I think they, they did not shoot part of it on like 16 millimeter or something like that too. Like there's some weird film yeah, stock issues that went on while they were shooting it. Or maybe that's the second one. I don't know anymore. I, I can never remember. And like, on top of that, like it's the weird like combination of odd filming techniques because like half this fucking movie is filmed or more than half is filmed at like a fucking Dutch tilt angle or some shit like that. Like oh, over yeah. over the top effects and acting, like all of that ends up combining to make a really like unique signature style that I don't think has ever been really recreated in any other franchise that I can think of. No, like the Evil Dead movies are like they have a tone and feel completely unlike anything else. And like, I don't even think Sam Raimi's ever been able to do it the same way outside of that, the franchise either. Like, cause he's done other horror outside of, yeah. Like, sure. like even like drag me to hell or anything like that, like never quite attains that. Like, Oh, this is just pure joyous schlock where you're just like, all right, great. Get Ash a fucking chainsaw and let's go to town here. You know, like you're having a, you're waiting for the fun to start basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. These are they're just they're it's just such a special franchise, which is such a weird thing to say, but like because it is like it's the only one that's like it kind of thing. Like there is no other franchise like Evil Dead, and like the fact that it exists is basically a miracle. And the fact that people give a shit because like for the most part is these low budget weird movies that star Bruce Campbell, who like come on, what else has he done? Like the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. Like yeah the chin's not exactly had the most like insanely <laughs> fucking hercules in a supporting role and shit yeah well, he was yeah because he had a, another show that was based on that in that universe too wasn't he like there was another oh, there was a spinoff wasn't there yeah there was a bruce campbell spinoff to that hercules show i have to look at it like his but he's been in like he's been in other stuff but he's never like a big lead because he was in burn notice that show i watched burn notice and i don't know why probably because bruce <laughs> campbell was in it but he was in a Western TV show that I used to remember that I used to watch that was on Fox, like after Star Trek. Or Shit, something. I forgot he was in that. He was in Congo. I fucking forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in Congo. Yeah, that's weird, yeah. too, man. He's in Maniac Cop. Oh, I should watch that again. That movie's a piece of garbage. <laughs> He's in Dark Man, Final Shep. <laughs> that's a good, like, in joke there. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot he's in Fargo, Escape from L.A. He's in the Spider-Man movies, obviously. All kinds of shit. Yeah. Well, and in terms of pacing, too, going back to, like, this movie being all fucking Act 3, I kept, like, trying to wrap my head around and think, like, is there any other movie that I can think of that did that? And about the only thing that jumps into my mind and that has some parallels to this is, is Mad Max Fury Road, where it just, like, achieves a pace and just, like, stays at, like... Uh, at like an eight or higher for the rest of the movie kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I could, I could see that. And like only Fury road does that in that franchise though. I feel like the first two of these movies kind of have the same thing where they both kind of, you get like the introductory section where you're like, ah, Ash yeah. is, and his buddies or Ash and his girlfriend or whatever, whichever version of the story is real. <laughs> go to the cabin and then like act three kicks in about 20 minutes into the movie. And next thing you know, it's just like chainsaws yeah. and gore for 
the next hour and a half and you're just like, all right, I'm on board. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pass the joint over here, please. <laughs> Jack of all trades was the show I was thinking of. Oh, right. Right. It was right. some horrible Western thing. That was what I was looking at. Yeah, he was in Hercules also. Yeah, tons of stuff. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. He was Briscoe County Jr. 27 episodes. Oof. Oh, wow. He was in American Gothic for one episode. Good for him. That's fantastic. <laughs> That show is great. That's one I should rewatch someday. I really wish they'd actually done more than, you know, one episode or one season, I guess I should say. It was a, an interesting show. Yeah. Let's see. Going back to Evil Dead. Uh, well, you, you talked about, like, the fucking blood and chainsaws and shit like that. And, like, we can't talk about this movie without talking about the infects work in it because, like, it's all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. in terms of in terms of styles, in terms of, tech, like, methods Execution. that they use. Yeah. In ter- and and also in terms of quality at some point, but again, Oh my God. Yes. But because it's like total fucking like schlock and camp, I end up being like totally okay with overlooking some of the more amateurish shit and just being able to appreciate like the designs of some of the, like they, they don't call them deadites in this, but they base they are deadites. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the, the possessed people in the evil dead world are, are known as deadites. Yeah, they don't have any. This is all like early installment, like weirdness. They haven't quite locked down the formula. They're not calling the Necronomicon like the Book of the Dead yet. Like they're not giving it. They didn't have given that its proper name. And like some of the rules are a little more nebulous than they are in like probably more like by the time you get to Evil Dead 2 and like especially Army of Darkness, there's like a set like way the Deadites kind of act and react and all that kind of stuff. And whereas in this one, it's just kind of like whatever chaos they can cause, they just cause basically yeah because that's like they don't really have and that's the funny thing about like the bad guys in this like the 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 evil in this doesn't have an end game there's no like oh we want to take over the world we're just they're just like no you're here and we're gonna fuck with you because you're here and we want to yeah you're here and we want to fuck with you until you die so and so like but i think part of like that and the level of effects craziness in it like just fucking tons of gore like this movie had had an x rating when it came out and like definitely push the envelopes in terms of gore like it's hard for me to think back to 1981 and think like what would i have thought seeing this in a fucking movie theater at that point because like most people coming out of a movie theater see after having seen evil dead 1981 would have been saying like holy fuck i've never seen that much like blood and gore in a movie ever yeah i'm trying to think is this before is was american werewolf in london before or after this must be after right after i think yeah yeah it, it was later 80 like the, i think it was like 82 83 or 82 83 yeah so yeah this is definitely one of those like the first but even that doing like, it's not like just straight up like it has some you know those those crazy transformation scenes and shit like that yeah but i mean i guess it does have like the, the corpses the, the, the shredded yeah the yeah. shredded corpses and shit like that that are and the the dude's friend that comes back and everything so yeah a couple of the kills are pretty fucking like nasty in that movie but like i i, I bet you like the reason why they were able to get away with or knew they could get away with that is because like the year before they saw evil dead basically like yeah. <laughs> as they were going in to shoot american werewolf in london it was probably around the time when evil dead was coming out right so they probably yeah. went and saw that and were like wow I guess we can get away with fucking anything now. And, yeah. you know, that's basically where Hollywood horror went at that point. <laughs> where you get away with. I can tell you anything. one thing that American Werewolf in London did not have. And that is a, a tree, tree rape. rape. Yes. Yes. There is no tree <laughs> rape. Du- in American A Werewolf. dubious consensual tree sex experience. Let's call yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think she was into it at all. So well, it's um, one of those weird ones where like, I, it's a weird choice, right? Because it's like, at first she's fighting it. And then like the tree penetrates her. And then she's like, 
now I kind of like it. Yeah, it gets into that weird, like, yeah, 80s, like, <laughs> what what is consent? We don't know particularly kind of thing. Yeah. So he's gone on record saying, like, if he could go back and re-edit, he's like, I would take that out. <laughs> Just take it out. Because this way I don't have to answer any more fucking questions about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. 39 years later or whatever. And it's it's a movie, too, that just has a very unique signature in terms of its effects. Like, some of them are really obvious in terms of how they achieve them, like running shots in reverse and shit like that. But rather yeah. than, like, shying away and trying to hide that, it just, like, leans into it. Like, it makes that part of the style and part of the haunt, right? Like, yeah. it's it's creepy sometimes to watch shit, like, fucking go back like a bunch of blood go back into a wall like that yeah. that's that's unnatural and unsettling if it's executed the right way you know if it's done in like the right speed and that kind of thing yeah there's a, actually what i like about this is like it really like sam raimi likes to torture his cameras and it's one of those things that like it's very signature sam raimi is like putting his cameras in weird spots oh yeah doing like he invented that arrow cam shot for this movie basically like which yeah. everybody and their mom fucking ripped off like from this movie forward you see that like first person zooming through shit like especially forrest they love that shit yeah george lucas steals this shot like five minutes later for return of the jedi yeah. right like <laughs> so like the, yeah with all the, with the speeders, uh, speeders and stuff yeah. yeah but like you'd never saw that before you saw evil dead and it was definitely like sam raimi kind of invented that i think it's under cranking while you're running basically or over cranking while you're running or something like that but like you're, you're just it it makes the, everything look too fast and yeah. like everything looks weird and jerky and stuff but like you're in a very first person way and like there's just nobody did that before yeah and they, sam raimi <laughs> so and they achieved it, like yeah, those like signature like coming to get you shots from like the demons or deadites point of view. Yeah, right? like they achieved that by just strapping a fucking camera to a piece of wood and then having like two camera guys like hold it between them, like low to the ground kind of thing. Yep. So like it would like feel like you're like rushing through the brush like as a spirit or something. And it's super fucking effective. Like it's lo-fi yeah. as shit, but it's super effective. There's a couple of like really cool shots. Like there's a there's a shot that I noticed. I sat there watching it because I was like, oh man, how did they fucking do that? But it was it must have just been like the person holding the camera with their arm made up, and it was like the the demon that they put into the uh, trap door, yeah, kind of thing, like into the basement. Yeah, and you're looking, looking out, out, out the trap door, and you see the hand and shit. I was like, that fucking shot's fantastic. Like for 1981, or such a good fucking shot, and they leave it like you sit there in that shot for a solid minute because it's just so cool and yeah. Sam Raimi wants you to fucking see that shot and be like man that's a neat fucking shot yeah and yeah I don't know I notice it because I'm a fucking film nerd but like <laughs> it's a cool fucking shot and like there's a couple of shots like that in here where you're like first person looking through windows and like reacting to gunshots and all that kind of stuff from like the demon's perspective even if you're not aware that the camera that you're looking through is kind of what the, the demon is looking or whatever like the force yeah. is looking through kind of thing it's crazy the way that he uses the camera in this movie well yeah so. he definitely breaks a bunch of fucking rules but he does oh, it yeah. a great effect and those shots are definitely part of what lends that like unsettling tone to or a lot of those like different unique angles and viewpoints and shit like that are definitely a lot and framing uh yeah. definitely contributes to the tone there's even a bunch of uh, there's a rule in filmmaking like you, you you'll probably you'll know about it, like the 180 rule like you can't break that 180 plane yeah. where like you that the first 20 minutes of the movie he never breaks the 180 plane and then as soon as the demons start showing up cameras all over the fucking place and you have no actual continuity from shot to shot for your perspective and it just makes you feel completely uneasy and you have no idea why unless you're like somebody who's read 500 books about <laughs> filmmaking or whatever uh, or studied it at school and that kind of shit because. Yeah. 
But yeah, you sit there and be like, oh, yeah, look at that. He's now he's breaking that 180 rule. It's just he's all he just likes fucking with the camera at all times. And it's yeah. And this is where it all comes up. Like, it's weird that it's his first movie and he's doing this much stuff. But second feature length. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess one, one yeah. other before this, uh, and then he also did like a little test. There's a short for this, yeah. yeah, that he marketed around. Did you ever uh, see that? I I have. I didn't watch it this time, but I know I've seen it in the past. Yeah, I've seen it in the past as well. I didn't watch it this time either, but I remember it's weird because Bruce Campbell's the bad guy in it. Like he oh, ends yeah. up being like the main like demon or whatever. Yeah, it plays a little more traditionally, but and on top of the cinematography, I and I I mean it's Ramy and whatever crew he had or whatever, but yeah, they, he does a really solid job of lighting the shots too to set a certain mood and and to like give more impact to a scene like including more just disorientation by way of the lighting like the one that struck me this time was one of the shots where like ash is in the house and like back to the door like fucking demons are all are all over the place and shit and it's he's shot like from underneath with the, like a really harsh shadow cast behind him yeah like that's that's fuck like a creepy fucking shot. It, and it's one of those things that like, if you didn't know why, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't necessarily know why, but it's because in large part, because of the angle he's deciding to shoot him at and the angle that the lighting's coming in at. Yeah. There's a, sh- yeah, that, it, that shot where he closes the door and then like realizes he has to go and close the back mm-hmm. door later mm-hmm. too. It's a very disorienting like set of cuts as you follow him through the house. Yeah. which is basically a TARDIS because it's way, way bigger on the inside <laughs> than it is on the outside kind of thing. Like it's basically like, looks like a two room shack from the outside. And yeah. on the inside, there's like a basement and like a bathroom and like a fucking, you know, there's a spa in there somewhere. I think, <laughs> like, I don't know Well, apparently that fucking shed had like no plumbing and shit. Cause they lived the crew fucking yeah. lived in that cabin while they shot it. Like yeah. the, the production on this movie is apparently a total fucking nightmare to itself. Have you ever read the chins? It's basically, it's called the chin, I think, but like, have you read Bruce Campbell's autobiography? No. Yeah, no, there, he, there's a couple chapters about like the making of the evil dead movies and specifically the first one. He was just like, yeah, it's like the worst fucking experience of my life. <laughs> like it was and, the most and, miserable, shitty experience of my life. They were burning furniture by the end to keep warm and yeah. stuff. Like that's how bad it yeah. was. And like so. people were getting hurt all the fucking time. Yeah. Like getting, they couldn't have, they couldn't even shoot the whole fucking shoot. movie. They, they couldn't afford to keep the whole cast paid the whole time. They had to come back and do reshoots with like, with just, just with Bruce Campbell later on, which is why the Shemp joke is funny. Cause like fake Shemp is something that like Sam Raimi started calling his stand-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. And like that's where it comes from is like and they're all in the credits. It's, yeah, it's fake shemps and yeah, it's fake shemp. Yeah, it's it's always about just replacing whoever you can with whatever. And like sometimes you notice it, sometimes you don't. Like there's some people who are clearly like supposed to be another character, and like the makeup's completely different than it was like a shot ago and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be the same thing. It's like mm, obviously it's a different person <laughs> in a different makeup application that we're just supposed to roll with but you do because what the fuck <laughs> the movie doesn't give you a chance to even think about it anyway unless you're watching it for the 18th time so yeah. and especially not like you know we're watching i i was watching like the remastered cut like yeah me you too know, watching this like in a movie theater in 81 you're watching it like probably a lot lower resolution and definitely watching it on vhs or something like that yes so you're yeah. not gonna catch there's there's some of that you're not gonna catch there's some shit you will catch like the fact that like oh that's clearly a fucking dummy and not a person at all <laughs> so what what i what i liked about the remaster is that like the fidelity so good on some of the shots that you can see the actress's pulse going when they're holding the chainsaw to her neck because that oh, was yeah. not that was a real chainsaw that are holding an inch from her Jeez. and she was having a panic attack while it was happening apparently and you can see it on camera I, I, I noticed it this time where you can see her fucking like pulse yeah. going in her neck 
because Bruce Campbell was just holding a chainsaw like three inches above her. And I was no OSHA compliance on this movie. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like you can't luck. get away with that shit now. But like, no, and, and if no. you read about it too, Raimi was has basically said like straight up, like, yeah, I like to torture my actors a little bit. You yeah, know, like he's got a little Kubrick streak to him, which yeah. I mean, I appreciate because I'm a Kubrick <laughs> guy too. But like, because like Bruce Campbell apparently like got a cut or something like that on I think his leg or something, and mm-hmm. uh, Raimi would apparently like stab it with like a stick or something. Just yeah, to, poke him just with a to stick. fucking like get get his fucking like uh, hackles up kind of thing. Yeah, for a shot or some shit. <laughs> I've, have you ever seen like a panel where the two of them are talking about this fucking movie? Like go no. on YouTube at some point and like see like listen to a DVD commentary. The DVD commentary. <laughs> with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi for all three of these movies is like the chef's kiss, best fucking DVD commentaries like of all time. Cause it's just Bruce Campbell shitting on Sam Raimi for torturing him for like eight weeks. Every time they shot one of these movies, it's like, it's really great getting back to my getting together with my friend, Sam, who's then going to spend eight weeks beating the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then just torturing me. Yeah. And then bugging me. Yeah. And then torturing me about torturing me and like, <laughs> Oh, and Sam's just laughing the whole fucking time. You're like, oh, it's true friendship. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's see what else. Well, you, you're talking a little bit about makeup. Like, I that's one thing that definitely stands out to me is the design and makeups on the Deadites, even though they don't call them Deadites, as this movie is pretty unique. Like, it's kind of zombie makeup, but they're obviously not like mindless like zombies are. And like, they've got the like pronounced like features and ridges and stuff like that as well that make them more look a little bit more demon like. It's it's a mix of exorcist possession makeup oh, yeah. and zombie makeup. Yeah, there's like a, it's got that weird middle ground between it because like they start rotting and falling apart real quick like zombies, but they also have like the blank eyes and like. You know, they start f- sprouting fangs and shit for some reason, even though they've been dead for 15 seconds or aren't even really dead, just possessed at that point. But yeah, fangs yeah. anyway, because cool. Yeah. And the makeup itself splices genres like but the the whole fucking movie does that. Like this is yeah. a mishmash of like four different horror subgenres. It's possession. It's occult. It's zombie. And yeah. it's like got haunted house to it as well. Yeah, it's got Lovecraft shit in it too, like all the oh, it's yeah, Eldritch yeah. abominations Eldritch. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so like it's got yeah, and like ancient horror, ancient unknown evils and shit like that. Yeah, it's all yeah. it is. It's a total like genre mash of like everything. It's almost the only thing it doesn't have in it is slasher stuff, but even then, it's so gory it may as well like it it influenced it's all the slasher on, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost reverse slasher, right? Because it's like Ash, fucking Ash, and the other dude, uh, like fucking just dismembering the deadites. Yes. Steve? So, maybe. Sean? I don't care. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't fucking matter who these people are. The only, the only one that matters is fucking Ash. So, yeah. like, yeah. and even in this movie, he's not quite the Ash that, like, we come to basically quote constantly. Scott. <laughs> really, Scott. Yeah, Scott. There it is. Yeah. Of course, there's some douchebag name. Total so, there you Scott. go. Yeah, he's a total yeah. Scott. And the other thing with the makeup, too, and this is a subversion of a classic trope, is that, like, normally in any other horror movie up to this point, if you see, like, in The Exorcist, for instance, if you, like, hear the person's voice goes back to normal, their face goes back to normal, it means the possessing spirit is expelled or, like, at least suppressed. But this movie, like, fucking just flips that trope on its head because in that in this case and every case after this of in The Evil Dead, it's just the deadites just fucking with their yep. victims, just manipulating the shit out of them and lulling yep. them into a false sense of security. So I always love that because that's one of those things that grates on me is like the whole like 
you know, if I just call to you and tell you how much I love you, you'll remember who you are and you'll come back to me. And that just fucking, I'm done with that trope eight ways from fucking Sunday. So I love that this fucked that trope right up the ass to start out with. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I will agree with that. I don't have anything to add, but <laughs> cause you put it so eloquently as <laughs> fucking and stuff. What else in terms of effects, the pencil through the heel still gets me, even though it looks fake as fuck. Yeah. It looks super fake. But it's one of those things with the way they cut it, it makes it work much better yeah. than it probably should. And then there's some excellent stop motion shit in here too. Like all the stuff at the end, like that final sequence with the Necronomicon burning and all yeah. of the bodies like rapidly decomposing into fucking like green oatmeal and shit and the bugs and all that. Like that, that's like the fact that it ends so strongly in terms of effects is another thing that just leaves a good taste in my mouth and means I'm willing to overlook a lot of the shitty effects earlier in the movie. Yeah. And some of the fucking like body horror stuff that they do in this, like where the hands are getting pulped and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's nasty to look at. I mean, it's fun because they're scumbag demon deadites and you want to see them die. And that's why you watch the second one. Cause he's much better at doing it the second yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the effect work in this movie, like it's just, it's fun because like, it's schlocky and gory and like you can kind of see the seams but like you don't care and part of the fun is seeing the seams also like knowing that they made this movie for nothing and slapped it together and like yes like there's a couple shots that are pretty cool for the time like those those stop motion bits are really neat and some of the makeup shots are really good and then some of the stop motion stuff's fucking garbage (laughs) and some of the makeup effects look like they just drew it on each other five minutes before they shot yeah. And you don't care one way or the other because they're going to get shot in the face with a shotgun in five seconds anyway. <laughs> so, like, gives a shit what they look like. Yeah. And, but yeah. And then even the stuff, like, we were talking about the, the camera shots of like the blood rushing in and out of like, because like when the, the cabin floods with blood or whatever, yeah. like through like the electrical outlets and stuff like that, there's a really good shot where like the bulb pops and it's very clearly a Christmas light inside of it. Yeah. I'd never noticed that before. <laughs> Like the light, the bulb's still lit inside. And I was like, oh, that's how they did that. I was trying to figure that one out, but yeah, the uh, yeah, the element still in high def. It's super fucking obvious all of a sudden. <laughs> so yeah, what's it gonna say? And well, the other thing we haven't really talked about that I think adds a lot to this movie is you're talking. You want to talk about Sam Raimi's car? We should talk about Sam Raimi's car. <laughs> is that is that Sam Raimi's car? The the the, uh, the Oldsmobile is like that's the notorious Oldsmobile in every movie he ever did. Uh, no, yeah, El Camino. El Camino. That's an Oldsmobile. It's a '78 Oldsmobile. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember because, like, Ash's car becomes like a fucking character on its own later. Yeah. On, right. Yeah. Oldsmobile. Oh yeah, the yeah. the Delta 88. Delta Royale. 88 Royale. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 73. It's not a 78. It's a 73 Oldsmobile. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that car that's in all of his movies. Yeah. Like, he turns it into a war machine in the third one. Like, yeah. <laughs> and God, and, we, uh, we do have to review the other two at some point because, like, I would really like to talk about Army of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is the fucking best. Just fucking bananas. That one yeah. I'll have to watch. Like, this one, I, I when, while I was watching it, it was like, I should have watched this high for the first time because I never had. Oh, before. yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was like a wednesday night so i wasn't about to get fucking like baked and just be yeah the next day the when i did my rewatch it was a weekend night and i, I took a large edible before and watched <laughs> all three just in one big fucking hunk of sitting oh man by like halfway through evil dead 2 i'm just giggling at that point you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like i'm just having so much fun i'm fucking laughing at shit and he starts doing the three stooges shit and i'm like all right this is too much i like bruce campbell <laughs> way too much i'm just gonna giggle for an hour and yeah and then like boomstick and shit, like all the fucking one-liners in the in the third one. Fuck. I know. 
yeah. glorious. So, <laughs> uh, but no, what I was going to say is the sound design in particular is so much of what works in these movies for me. Like without that, I don't think that they would work. I don't um, think. Yeah, I think you're 100 right. I think these movies would fucking fall apart if the score and the sound yeah. design wasn't as strong as it was. Like specifically, like the demon noises are like. Yeah disgusting yeah like it's squishy and they're all raspy voiced and stuff like that and like and just, they're, they're just shrieking. constantly making vocalizations whether it's screaming or like a really like cheryl's fucking maniacal laugh is yeah. like super unsettling and the, like the blood curdling screams that are like tone shifted and shit like that yeah. and all that is really effective it's super aggressive as well like they don't yeah. fucking like hold back on it at all and that is again everything that works in this movie is because they didn't hold back on it yeah i'm sure i noticed it before but i was noticing it particularly when i was watching it to talk about it today like every time ash does something it makes the loudest possible noise that that operation can make loading a shotgun shell into the shotgun like he just he's quietly putting them in there but it sounds like they're racking a fucking load on a junk like yeah like a giant cannon or something like that (laughs) it's fantastic the way they do it like him hacking somebody with a an axe would normally just sound like a good thunk but like no it sounds like they mic'd and then turned it up basically like like he's splitting giant piles of wood with one each whack but he's really just (laughs) it almost has like a fucking like looney tunes flavor i was gonna say i'm like these movies are basically cartoons (laughs) at some point we have to just say it like these are just looney tunes horror movies basically rated yeah yeah like r like super r-rated looney tunes with bruce campbell and some boobs just a little bit just a little bit of boobs and then again i don't think that those arrow shots work without that like really creepy like gradually building yeah like that that is totally what makes those shots work i mean they're cool shots on their own but like if you watch those with no sounds you just be like all right whatever yeah they're neat shots yeah well it just ramps up that tension like you automatically know that they're building to something even though they'll cut away and then cut back to it kind of thing and just yeah just ratchets up that fucking that tension real good (laughs) Well, they, yeah, and especially like they use it to like when they stalk the one girl, the the rape victim girl. Tree I can't remember. Victim? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Ash's, Ash's sister. It's Ash's sister. Yeah, uh, Cheryl. They follow her back. Like that stalking sequence is that much more effective because they're using that like floating first person camera as it kind of stalks her back towards the cabin and stuff like that. So like you're that much more like tense because you're looking at the victim through the eyes of the whatever the yeah the force or the attacker or whatever yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah you're absolutely right like those camera shots are fantastic for that kind of stuff and like yeah they wouldn't do none of this movie would work i don't think if the foley design wasn't as good as it was probably because like yeah. at that point it'd be like less of a cartoon and that's kind of what makes this movie work is that it's such a heightened reality that you're like in looney tunes mode almost like immediately right yeah definitely so what else i mean uh, there's also this is just a movie where there's no denying its its ultimate influence. Like this is one of, if not the definitive, like Cabin in the Woods kind of movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like they they've been referencing this movie back for the last four decades of our lives or whatever. Yeah. Like we've never lived in a world that was not a giant Evil Dead reference, basically. Like even the its contemporary horror franchises, like these movies came out around the same time as like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street began. And there's, they cross reference, right? Like you see a last house on the left poster ripped in the basement of the cabin. 
No, Hills Have Eyes. Is it Hills Have Eyes? Sorry. Yeah. One of the early Wes Craven movies. Yeah. And then like we talked about when we did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that they're fucking watching Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. In Nightmare, and then like, it goes back and forth between the two. I guess there's something in Evil Dead Two that oh, I think Freddy's claws in Evil Dead Two. Yeah, that's it. They you, you can see right. Freddy's claws somewhere in Evil Dead Two, and like they they've always they've referenced each other back and forth for almost their entire careers, uh, or did I guess because Wes Craven's passed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. So like these are like, but yeah, a lot of and like they those other movies stole everything from fucking Evil Dead too, right? Like the schlockiness and like, oh, we can go whole hog with the, the gore and the ham and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what we get into, you know, in the eight, in the, all the way through like the eighties, like halfway through the nineties. Right. It's yeah. like, it just, you know, over the top fucking crazy. Like half the time you're fucking rooting for the uh, killer kind of movies. Yeah. And I don't think you'd get the hammy Freddy if you didn't get, mm-hmm like this you know what i mean like the sam raimi stuff like i think that influenced especially because you when you go f- past well specifically once you get past the first okay. and second two yeah. nightmare on elm streets freddie becomes a ham right like freddie oh, yeah. becomes a showman and that's it's all it has to be because he liked the raimi stuff and how like crazy ash was and stuff and he wanted his protagonist which i guess freddie's the protagonist we'll just say yes fine for now <laughs> to be as entertaining as fucking Bruce Campbell is. And like, he's almost as entertaining as Bruce Campbell is. Nobody's fucking Bruce Campbell though. So (laughs) even Robert England is not as entertaining as Bruce Campbell. (laughs) I mean, I don't have a whole lot else. Do you, I mean, we've griped a little bit about certain things that are less than stellar in terms of quality, but do you have any like other like significant gripes about the first evil dead? I mean, it ends eventually. It's kind of shitty because <laughs> this movie's fucking fun. No, like I, evil. It's weird because like this movie is. It's obviously like the blueprint for what comes later. And like when I rewatch Evil Dead, I'm just immediately like, I should have just fucking watched Evil Dead too. Is basically what goes <laughs> through my mind because like Evil Dead's fine and it's fun and it it does all this interesting revolutionary stuff. But like once you've seen it once, the entertainment value is maybe diminished a little bit. Whereas like. Evil Dead 2 and especially Army of Darkness are just such fucking masterpieces of schlock nonsense that they're imminently rewatchable. Like you don't get the quotes and like all the fun, like douchey Ash as action God kind of stuff in this movie. And that's why I like I will lean towards Evil Dead 2 because that's where Ash becomes a cartoon character who's amazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's kind of like my main gripe about the like evil dead is that it wasn't far enough along for it to be evil dead two immediately. Right. Yeah. Like that, which I can't even really gripe about it because evil dead is basically just like a optimized version of evil dead anyways. Yeah. Evil dead two. Yeah. is very much just like, like a, a remake almost. And it really is kind yeah. of a remake of evil dead one. I mean, you can t- kind of tie them all together as one big movie if you want to, but like, why gives a so, shit. <laughs> so my feeling it, my like headcanon for Evil Dead 1 versus Evil Dead 2 is that like Evil Dead 2 is how Ash tells everybody that shit went down in the cabin. Yeah. Realistically, whereas Evil Dead is what actually fucking happened. I can, I mean, I can live with that, but like, <laughs> where he's not near as badass and shit and in, in reality. And... Yeah, I guess. But then how do you explain Army of Darkness? Because like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, like that makes sense to me, but at the same time, I don't care either way. You know what I mean? Like it's just one yeah. of those things where I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter to me really no. at the end. They're both interesting in their own ways for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of like when I rewatch evil dead, it's more about like the fun story of these guys who made this horror movie in 1981 for nothing. And like, it became 
just a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. This huge phenomenon versus like evil dead two, which is like the greatest slapstick routine that's ever been committed to <laughs> film. Basically. Like, I don't know how else to describe evil dead two. So like, I can't, I don't, there's not much for me to gripe about in evil dead aside from like, the acting could be better. I mean, everything you could gripe about everything. The <laughs> yeah. acting could be better. The fucking cinematography could be better. Not much, but could be the effects could be better. The effects could be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it could have a plot. <laughs> That's my only other like significant gripe, but it's related to something you already said, which is that like the parameters of this have never re- like aren't really established in this like the, the the rules kind of thing yeah and that's one of the things i look for especially in a good like stupid horror movie is at least it needs to have like consistent rules that are applied across the board yeah. and this doesn't really and the one that thing that gets me is that like everybody else that gets like scratched or whatever like becomes a deadite becomes infected yeah. ash has like his fucking leg clawed the fuck up and he never turns that's because he's never ash yeah, exactly. yeah, I guess in this movie, like it does. So that's what I mean. It makes it better. It, like he, but he does turn in the second one, right? So, like, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's the writing of the wrong, basically. That the second one does, yeah, is expanding that story and kind of causing him to. He's so badass by that time, though. You know what I mean? In the second movie, like he's cut his hand off to get rid of the evil. Like that's <laughs> yeah. how fucking baller he is. So we'll talk next week about fucking horror shit that doesn't set its ever really set its parameters properly. Well, yeah. Um, God, would you? Could you imagine if Ash was in that fucking <laughs> miniseries? Ooh, boy, that would have been way more entertaining, way more watchable for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Teaser. All right. Well, let's just give Evil Dead a rating out of ten, then, Mark. And your final thoughts? Uh, Evil Dead gets a nine from me because it's almost perfect, but it achieves its sequels achieve perfection in terms of schlock. You know what I mean? Like, this is almost perfect. It's just that it's not quite there. It has little flaws that you can kind of, like, pick at. Go Like, Evil Dead 2s were, like, quality 10 out of 10 masterpiece shit comes into play. And I'm going to have to remember that I said this, like, next year when I try and get Evil Dead a, a 9 because, blah, whatever reason. <laughs> I won't because Evil Dead 2 is fucking crazy and it's totally a 10 out of 10 movie. But... <laughs> I don't even know if you have to have seen this. Like, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. If you haven't seen any of the Evil Dead movies, why are you listening to this podcast? You got way better things to do, you know, like much better things to do, like watching the Evil Dead movies. So (laughs) go watch the Evil Dead movies if you haven't. I love these things. I don't know. I can't, like, talk enough about how much I love the Evil Dead franchise and Bruce Campbell, specifically Bruce Campbell. (laughs) Mark's, yeah. Mark's wistfully thinking about Bruce Campbell now. So while he does that, I'll that give chin, my that chin is the thing of dreams. You know what I mean? It's you just, just want fantastic. To fuck that chin dimple, don't you? I just kind of like, just touch it a little. Yeah, <laughs> give a little lick, maybe. T- touch it with what? Hey now. <laughs> the first Evil Dead movie for me is it's an eight out of ten, which is a rare occasion where Mark rates something higher than I do. But like the series definitely does get better, but this movie on its own still does a lot of new and fun stuff with the horror genre itself. Um, it's just like some of the effects jank and that kind of thing is definitely definitely detracts, but overall it's a great fucking package and just so much fun to watch and just put yourself in the fucking like mindset of somebody in 1981 that had never seen anything like this before. It's even easier than that, Tim. It's legal everywhere. Smoke the fuck <laughs> out too. and sit there and watch Evil Dead. Maybe maybe it'd be nine out of ten if I'd watched it baked. You should have see. There you go. Like you should have watched it dead. I just I have such an affinity for these movies, and it kind of goes to show you like like how much I like these that I'll say that like this movie's a nine out of ten because like 
I hate everything basically, but I fucking <laughs> love Evil Dead. So this podcast is just going to become like Tim watches shit high for the first. Yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did all that already. So like, <laughs> we don't we don't get to do that with Mark ever again. So I've watched it all high now. <laughs> you have to watch it sober. Well, I have to watch it high. <laughs> yeah, like watch it sober again for the first. Time. Like, oh, it's been years, and this isn't as much fun as it was last time. <laughs> All right, well, then we can finish off with our final segment of the week, which is Geek Cred, where we just recommend something for you to go check out. So, Mark, what's your Geek Cred for this week? Oh, I closed my notes tab. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, MT underscore Willette, or Twitter, I'm underscore Willette, by print blackbraingallery.com. Uh, last podcast print is actually finally going up this week. I'm very excited. My actual Geek Cred, though, is to either go watch Lovecraft Country which is fucking fantastic. And I think everybody should watch it. We'll never review it. There's no point in two white guys reviewing like the blackest <laughs> show of all time. I mean, we did Watchmen, but like that at least has comic book ties. This has nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> also Archer has been excellent so far this year. And I think everybody should go and check that out. If you're an Archer fan anyway, like it's completely returned to form stuff this year so far. Yeah. And I've, we, we didn't mention that Archer got renewed for a 12th season, even though we thought the 11th season was going to be its final season. I guess that NPR story was horseshit, like from the sounds of it. Although also the uh, the main guy has, like he's not writing it. He's not the lead writer anymore. He's just okay. doing like voice acting because he's the voice of Ray, right? Hmm. So he's only back to do the voice, but they've got it. Like the, his team of writers stayed on and kept like wanted to keep going. And like in the age of COVID, you have a surefire yeah. hit in Archer. Like, why would you get rid of it? Like, yeah, it's going to last a couple more years, I think, because of that. Because all these people need work. <laughs> and <laughs> the show's fucking, it's still good. So, I, yeah, that's my geek cred this week is definitely like, go, like, catch up to Archer. Um, especially if you were, like, had put it to bed because of the coma seasons. Yeah. He's up and, like, it's craziness again. And I'm fucking having a blast with it. Back so. in the ISIS offices. Yeah, like they make a fucking joke about that in the first episode, like immediately. Like, just don't say it. You're not allowed to say it. It's that, but we're not saying it. Like, why? And he's like, don't worry about it. You're in a coma. Like, that's kind of like the don't worry about it. You're in a coma comes up a couple times. But <laughs> nice. Mikey, good for this week is something Christy is involved in. So, Christy, our former co host and occasional guest host, is currently competing in an online voiceover competition called ultimate voiceover survivor it's being run on getmiked.com the website for it is uh getmiked that's g-e-t-m-i-c-d.com slash v-o dash survivor and it's just what it sounds like it's sort of a reality competition it's all you know socially distanced everybody's like coming in on zoom and they give them like scripts ahead of time and say like okay put your spin on this character and these lines and then there's like people that will give critiques and then you have to like take those critiques and like immediately redo the lines sort of, you know, from taking their uh, recommendations under uh, advisement kind of thing. So uh, she's currently in the semifinal round. She just competed in that last night as we're recording this. So all the episodes that they've done so far are like on that website. So you can go stream them. So go and support Christy. She's competing in the animation and games category. There's a few, there's like categories for like narration and other stuff too, but that's the cool. one that she's competing in. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a link uh, for that on our Facebook probably. We should. And I'm sure we'll get her to pimp it next week. Although by that time, I think the finalists will have been chosen. So yeah. So we'll hope. Hopefully, she will have been moved on to the finals by that point. 
yeah and hopefully we'll have posted that to facebook at that point so yeah <laughs> uh, so that at least this fan base can hear it also with it before i edit this episode and get it out this weekend so <laughs> so so good luck christy if you're listening to this she's not listening to this and uh we'll... no, nobody's listening to this i don't think anymore so that's fine <laughs> we still got a few people yeah hell even i'm falling behind on our fucking episodes now because like i'm not driving anywhere anymore and that that was, that was my dance robot dance time before yeah, the only time I listen to the episodes now is when I'm cutting them. So, like, I yeah, it's uh, that's about it for me. But even then, like podcasts, so, yeah, no, you're right. I'm the same way. Like, I haven't been keeping up with any of the shows that I usually. The only one is last podcast because I don't know. I like talking about aliens, I guess, and I don't get to do that on my podcast. So, I listen to another podcast. So, if you are still listening to this, thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Buy a print. <laughs> and if you are still listening to this and you have anything to say about this episode, you can uh, talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can send us an email at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at DRD underscore podcast. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so at Apple podcasts at Google podcasts at Stitcher at Spotify and most places that podcasts can be found. So with that, we will say good night and we'll talk to you next week. Say bye, Mark. Goodbye, everybody. And this is Tim signing off and saying, We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. This is my boomstick. God damn it, it's not the wrong movie. I wrong can't movie. use that quote. It's the wrong yet. movie. God next damn it. Year. Next year next we should be able to do too. We'll have to do them all next year. We just gotta get this over with. Because like yeah. I can't I can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, it's what I say about Bruce Campbell's chin, basically. <laughs>